0: Podcast, eye for Talent, the show where we've got an eye for talent. Uh, I'm your host, Dylan, aka DJ Cereal Sauce. I'm a YouTube content creator, Twitch streamer, producer, uh, a couple of other things. My brain seems a little bit shoddy at the moment. We're in the. What year is this?
1: 2001.
0: We're in the 2001 Camry because the acoustics are better than my room. And joining me is The Ethel Cat. And by The Ethel Cat, I mean Ethel Cat because anybody outside of this very specific um, area isn't going to know who Ethel Cat is. But you're going to learn today. Uh, He makes bedroom pop, or as he described it, as bedroom music, but that sounds uh, weird, but I still kept it in the edit, so, um...
2: What do you... okay? Yeah, I make bedroom pop. It's, like, uh, (laughs) nice songs that aren't too harsh, but I talk... I just write words that I want to say, and if you get sad, I'm sorry, but it's just... I'm gonna do what I want to do, and it sounds good to me and, and, and my man. Not my partner but my basis and we will do we're gonna just do it we're gonna do what we want to do just thank do you it. for
1: clarifying i'm not your partner yeah. no, we're
2: both in monogamous relationships
1: right. yeah that's that's the situation they find themselves in um, wait that you know of okay <laughs> what uh, i apologize Kay. there's definitely something
0: that i'm missing in this lore can you Kay. can you there's run no, down the no, next no for 45 lore. minutes there's no lore. there's just no the yeah. lore. yeah okay i'm sorry i'd like to apologize no you um, good <laughs> to both of you welcome on
2: thank you thank you
0: how do you feel knowing that uh, you have accidentally fucked up the timing a bunch of times
2: about like when we're gonna do this. Yeah, um, <laughs> if you know me, you know that I'm gonna say thing a thing, and I'm gonna it's a lie, and you just you have to like let me repeat it ten times and <laughs> change it over and over again, and on the last time that I mention it, that's the real time. So I'm I'm sorry, but I'm really not. That's just how I am. Like. <laughs> I've told, like, I've literally been like, okay, what are we naming our band? And even though Ethel Cat is our name, I want to change it, like, every other week. So, (laughs) you just deal with it, and then it happens.
1: One of the things that Ethan told me was that (laughs) his ideas work 60% of the time. And... (laughs) And it's a beautiful 60%, but that 40% bites you in the ass. Yeah,
2: this is a 60 40 deal, but I, I need to vocalize what I'm thinking. And if it doesn't work out, um, I just vocalize another thing until I find a thing that works. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I apologize, but not really because you should know by now that I'm like the most impossible person to get to.
0: The fact that it happened makes me happy enough, you know? I kind of just I like to poke fun at people.
2: Yeah, like make the, fun of me for like it. Like,
0: the last three people that I've I've talked to, they were incredibly nervous prior to starting, and I was like, it's okay, it's okay, I'm trying to yeah. be, I'm trying to be, like, open and, you know, allow you to express yourself and whatever, and then the second they jump on the podcast, I'm like, this fucking idiot.
2: Yeah, I'm um, not, <laughs> I'm not nervous. <laughs> at all. <laughs> don't mind the car that just drove by, I'm that drunk. didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: true. Okay, um, yeah, we we'll probably should just jump into it, because I don't know how long these questions are going to take, much like with every yeah, other episode. I could
2: speedrun it, I don't care. Yeah,
0: we could try to speedrun run. I don't know, you, Do whatever you want. Okay. Um, how and when did you get started on making bedroom music? Uh
2: I was it was after this band Benson Hedges, (laughs) which like lasted like I don't know, I was in I was a senior when I quit my own band. (laughs) And then I just started making a bunch of songs and not talking about it and not playing shows and not releasing it, and then I was like I was on this drug website called um Iroid, and I would look at, like, people's trip reports for various drugs to see, like, what is okay to try and what's not. Okay. And on the list, there was a drug called ethylcathenone, and I was like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and I was like, okay, ethylcat, that's cool. And I just decided that's the band name, and then I just kind of copy-pasted all the old songs I've been playing into the project, and then got with Creighton, I kind of had to, like, force him to play bass and and... I made dumbass bass lines for him to play over what I did. And then once he, yeah, once he got his shit together and made cool bass lines, it was like a really cool thing. And then we got Ella on the project and she was on crazy synth and then she quit peace and love valid reasons. (laughs) And now we're in our most, no, that's, I'm not like being disingenuous. It's like, that's just what happened. It's cool. I'm happy like for everyone. And now we're in this new form where we're like, okay, we have to get really good at at MIDI instruments and backing tracks if we're going to make it. And, yeah, that's how I started with that genre.
0: Right, okay, so that's how you started with the genre. I guess I'm just curious then, what drew you into, like, starting to, like, make music in the first place? Yeah. Like, what happened?
2: Okay, so my aunt uh, had an acoustic guitar, and we're all Mexican. (laughs) and. And she was playing (laughs) flamenco. I don't know if you know that genre, but it's just a bunch of (laughs) of on the guitar with your fingers. And it sounds so pretty. Very pretty. And it's so intense. Like, it's just so dope. And she would always just be playing that shit. And I was like, okay, whatever that is. Because I used to take piano lessons with my oldest sister, but she would always get, like, A-plus grade at recitals. And I would Mm -hmm. get, like, A-minus. And I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, she's better than me. So then I was like, okay, if I can beat her at guitar, then she can't say shit. So I learned guitar out of spite, like, to make my sister upset. Um, I was small. It's it's all good. I was a jealous little, little man. Peace and love. But it also came from my aunt playing, like, pretty ass shit on the guitar.
0: So. Yeah, fair enough. Honestly, you could have just kept it at, uh, my aunt has an acoustic guitar and we're all Mexican. <laughs> I would have been, been like, you know, that's acceptable. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's fair enough. Uh, what about Ukraine? What did you get forced into playing the bass, or was there? You got forced into
2: every <laughs> musical project I've ever had in some way.
1: Uh, my start to music started when I've um, I started like uh, private lessons with the violin when I was really young. I like saw the Tabernacle Choir one oh, time, God. I'm so and sorry. I I really like had the drive in me to learn violin that fizzled out in junior high but from second grade to junior high i was taking private lessons every week um my love of music kind of dwindled from like dwindled (laughs) dwindled from there but um once ethan and i became like really good friends um i felt compelled enough to buy like an acoustic guitar with the man he helped me like get it we bought an amp and an acoustic guitar that... We still have the amp to this day. We used it literally today for practicing. Yeah. After that, um, kind of fell off of the acoustic thing. Ethan and I... Um, we had our divorce. Right. We had... We had. We, we weren't friends. the best of friends, like, during high school. But then we had a rekindling. We and relapsed. <laughs> with, like, the Ethelcat stuff, I felt like music has been like a part of my life for a long time and then it stopped and i wanted to get back into it and i felt like bass was like a good way to go i remember getting a guitar first and then i got a bass that was uh like a a squire bass six six string and that was like the first um bass that ethan and i started with we played this house show on my birthday with the base six.
2: In my house, in my room, everyone was on my bed.
1: Yeah. It, it, honestly, <laughs> that's a couple times. bedroom. And, and that's where Ethel Cat, I feel like, began. Yeah. Um, that's when Ethan and I started, like, and, and the very early days of Ethel Cat was Ethan telling me what to play. <laughs> and then, like, I would, like, really try my best to, like, learn it. Cause, like, uh, this whole time that, like, I have been partying. He has been studying the guitar. <laughs> I study the blade. The blade. <laughs> right. yeah. um, so like the early days of Ethel Cat was Ethan trying to help me, um, which he did a great job. Like I feel like Ethan's vision of composing songs, especially with bass is smart. And like, he knows like what to do. Um, so like even so prayer beads, I feel like he wrote that line for me. Uh, later down the road, um, I really wanted to, like, prove myself and get better on my own. Started yeah, taking bass lessons. Yeah. <laughs> um, start uh, like, joined another band, another jazz-ish band. And that leads us to where we are today. I feel like I'm proficient enough in baselines that when Ethan gives me his ideas, I can write on top of that. And that's kind of like the workflow that we've been in for most of EthelCat. Like, he gives me something on, like, a recording. I loop it a bunch of times, write a baseline, and then, like... Ethan sometimes has critiques, very rarely, but, like, his critiques are very valid, and then we just refine it from there and then get to a place that we're happy with.
2: Yeah, Ethelcat is, like, as if Creighton lived in, like, another country, even though he's, like, 15 minutes away from me, because I just send anything, whatever, and I'm, like, do something, do something. And, yeah, uh, for real, most of the time his bass lines are just cracked, and I'm just, like, I have nothing to say. Just play that at next practice because it's very good. (laughs) The only times is because... i don't know i'm like one note do right. this one note and then it's solid so it's turning into more like an individually we're all uh like all two of us are like <laughs> in like we're mm-hmm. adding um i feel like i have i mean i make all the songs not really on purpose like if there's ever a song that he makes i'm gonna try and you know vibe with it and make it work because the man has an ear so yeah, I don't know. We're we're like a distant X type of relationship when we make songs, and then we come together and <laughs> cross our fingers that it works. And like eighty percent of the time, it works. So yeah,
0: that's pretty fucking impressive. That's that you have better collaboration skills than like all of my friends who are like a part of the brand that I already run. But I think a part of that comes from the fact that, again, you guys live 15 minutes away.
2: And we're, like, best friends. Yeah, exactly. So he knows kind of where I'm going, and I know where he's going.
1: Well, I think Ethan kind of groomed me.
2: I did groom him. I don't know if you can say that. No, not in in a sexual (laughs) way. I groomed him. So You've
1: been taking care of his hair since. When I was very young, I remember distinctly, uh, we were on a scout camp. Man, listen to my playlist, and it was cringe <laughs> as fuck. And he, from there, like he made fun of me, but, <laughs> but sorry, but kind of like took me under his wing and like started showing me like he's like be a- better actual like music that like I connected with. I was also 15, so like you you really can't like. <laughs> I don't judge you Think that like like What Ethan is saying Is very profound And it's not I was listening to pop punk But (laughs) when you're 15 You know like That shit is crack And Ethan introduced me Into like a lot of the bands That like I fuck with And like To a certain point I think Ethan and I's music taste is really similar because yeah. like we It's the same. We fuck <laughs> <we laughs> with the same shit. Yeah. So like when I'm writing a bass line, it makes sense to Ethan because we kinda have like the same background yeah. type shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that all makes sense.
0: What's the next one? I can't read. Um, okay. What what is I, this can be an individual question or a group mm-hmm. question. It doesn't really matter. What is your favorite song that you've created, whether it's released or not, or whether it's even finished?
2: We need to split it up because I know we have different answers. Okay. Um, yeah, you go my favorite song I ever made is not released. I don't have a name and I only have a chorus for it. Um, but it's so fucking cracked. Like, uh, I like, um, like busy guitar. I like when... There's a lot of things going on, and you can still sing over it, and I made a new song. I don't have a name for it, and this is kind of lame for this podcast because I could say, like, oh, this song. But it's not out yet, but it's going to be, like, my favorite song probably for a while. What about you?
1: Small Tonight was dope.
2: You like Small Tonight? Like It's um, a newer one.
1: We play that tonight. I feel like Ethan's – there's different era of Ethan, but the era that we're in now – he's i feel like he's really refined the pop element of bedroom making things simple Fair. but also like staying true to like the, the like lyrics being at the forefront and um like the like build and then the release so yeah. and i feel like with small tonight like it's just like a perfect representation of like what Ethelcat is i know that We've gone through a bunch of different phases, but, like, especially that song and I Love You, DCP. Yeah. DCB. You said it right. Man. Um, <laughs> Like, it, it makes me, like, not even want to try to write songs because, like... Don't say that, dog. <laughs> <the shit laughs> please, that like, please write you're songs. You're putting a lot of pressure the, on the Ethan. The shit <laughs> that Ethan pumps out just, like... And then he just sends me on, like, a whim for a voice memo. He's like, yeah, I just wrote this. It's like, fuck, I could never, like... But I do feel like me, like, adding a bass line and kind of, like, us, like, coming together to make the song as best as we can is... Well, it's because you're, like, the
2: the yin of the yang. I can make a song, but it sounds really lame when it's just me in my room with an unplugged guitar. Like, I need beef to it, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, the song to you might be like a slammer but to me I'm like okay, this is good but it needs this shit. And Small mm-hmm. Tonight is dope and the lyrics are like like a biography, which mm-hmm. I rarely do. I usually just lie on my songs like add, <laughs> add no, seriously, you add like one truth and then you bend it. And then you make a narrative out of it, and then it's over. It's a song, but this and one was And then somebody like,
0: comes up to you after the concert and is crying, asking if you wrote all the lyrics.
2: Well, and I did. I'm <laughs> yeah, not exactly. like cha- I'm not, like, uh, biting lyrics, but on this one, I literally was uh, delusional, and I ended up uh, by, like, Cottonwood, like, the mine, and I was driving, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, where the fuck am I? And it was just a whole thing, and I got home safe. It's all good, but and then I I got over that and then I was just playing guitar and then I was just like I sang that this shit on that song and then I was like wow this is actually pretty dope so yeah
1: I think the beauty of Ethel Cat at least for me is like I Ethan and I are best friends I feel like Ethan tells me a lot
2: you can timestamp stamp, time stamp right. where what when, when I make a song, you can timestamp exactly what I'm talking about. because like, you heard of it, or you know it, or you right. were there. Yeah.
1: With prayer beads, with small tonight. Yeah. There's like a common theme, not a common theme, but like I understand where he was when he wrote the song. Yeah. And like it makes it that much more like special to me because like I understand that like he's. Like it's almost like a therapy for him writing the songs, and like the way that it comes out is like really beautiful. And, Thank you. Um, I'm not just saying that because like I'm in the band, but like I, you're very talented in in expressing your feelings and like how you're feeling it in a song that a lot of people can also relate to. Yeah, in, in the same.
2: Yeah, it's motherfuckers will just walk up to me and I'm just like, damn, this song was literally just for me. I mean, mm-hmm. if you got some out of it, dope. um it's really nice because I could just dump whatever happened into the song and forget about it mm-hmm. <laughs> afterwards and then it just doesn't affect me, but I guess people really, um, like, relate to it and that's cool. Yeah. That's, like, my, not my primary goal, but it's awesome when it happens. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, um, the song that I have not came out with and then Creighton <laughs> like the one we played today.
0: Yeah, fair enough, okay. Um, is, is small tonight anywhere at all nope. that anybody can find? Nope. nope. Okay. Nope. Well, okay. So. Well, if you
2: were at the house show, yeah. Yeah. yeah if
0: you were at the house show, but also like, like uh, based on the demographics of people who listen to these podcasts, I don't think they were.
2: No, I don't think, I don't think they would but particularly if you are, enjoy that kind of music, <laughs> but respect.
0: Yeah. But if you were them, you you'll know exactly what happened and yeah. it'd be dope as fuck. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, Okay. Are there any trends within the bedroom music scene? Do the do trends exist within the bedroom music scene? Yes,
2: they do, and I can talk about that. Do I you? Won't.
0: Well, do do have any of them ever influenced anything that you've done?
2: It's mm. done the opposite. It's really fucking annoying. Like, t- <laughs> no, I'm serious, and I'm not Fair gonna enough. get into it because I want to have like a concise uh, a talk with you, and I don't yeah. want to fucking dr- drag on about how jaded and cynical I am about this bullshit. But yeah, TikTok is Bedroom Music is, like, made for TikTok. Like, all this shit that, that I got into was, like... And I wasn't even aware when it came out. It was all on MySpace, and I found it, like, <laughs> five years later on whatever. Um, but Bedroom is made for, like, uh, fucking 15-second clips of, like, sad emo fucking TikTokers, and I hate it because now every song that I've loved for so long is on TikTok for 15 seconds, and no one it's just I don't know that sounds really cringe like oh my god like I liked it before whatever but
0: well it's just if if a a song it just gets overused
2: yeah TikTok ruined an entire genre and they're all cool with it they can just keep living and and using their their little clips um and that's my whole genre so uh, I'm kind of upset at that but it's a blessing in a way like if I make a song that pops off like that that's all good I'm not on tiktok i'm not making a i think band tiktoks are like extremely cringy and like they're just content farms and it's sad for those bands that they have to do that um but yeah that trend has made me like anti like anti-social media where i'm just really trying to just make an organic fan base that will give a fuck about me five years from now and, and like check out a release five years from now because the TikTok little snippets—they care for like a day when they make their TikTok, and then they they'll they'll forget about the entire thing. But for me, it's like that's what I do. That's my main thing. So, I'm sad that TikTok blew bedroom up, but I guess in a way I could harness that to make it like viable for people who really care. But yeah,
0: yeah. It's 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 one of those things where you you. There's like a potential that you can try and utilize TikTok as a means of increasing exposure. But I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because, out of principle. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, because there, I mean, I can say from my personal experience that there's been plenty of songs and plenty of bands that I've found through TikTok that I wouldn't like put them in my top favorites because a lot of the favorites that I have are song bands that I've been listening to for at least like six years or more. So I wouldn't put them in that category. Yeah. But they are ones that I do genuinely Well, you care enough to
2: check them out. And, like, that's, like, 5% of the TikTok, like, (laughs) user base. So I'm not interested in, like, a... One week blow up of, oh my God, this song slaps and then it's over, so I'm gonna I'm trying really hard to be organic like that's why I'm trying to play a lot of shows so that people will remember like, oh, I was there type thing,
0: yeah, give off the energy and
2: yeah, um give more people, yeah, give
0: people more things to care about, yeah,
2: I'm like <laughs> allergic to anything that will actually help us, um, but that's okay because I kind of <laughs> think I know what I'm doing, I think, so yeah, seems yeah. like you know what you're doing, yeah, and hopefully,
0: I, and I'll also admit like. There are some songs that I do hear on TikTok. Uh, uh-huh. And then, like, if a song gets popular on TikTok, it's because of the same 15-second snippet. And yeah. So sometimes I'll find a song on TikTok that's a different 15-second snippet that I don't realize is from that and song. And it's the same one. Yeah, and then I'll, and I'll be like, hold on, wait, this shit yeah. goes hard. And I'll put it in my playlist, and then I'll actually hear the full song, and I'll be like, It's twice. Fuck. And, like,
2: the thing is, is, like, our songs are on purpose really short. The way I think about it, I'm going to play, like, four separate parts in a song that are so good that... I'm not going to loop them. Like, you got to listen to the song again if you like it that much. And that's kind of the way to do it because it's like in a really bitter way that'll just get me more plays. Like, if I don't repeat (laughs) – and, like, even close friends and family have been like, your songs are good, but you need to, like, repeat – like, you need to make it listenable, like, you gotta repeat a chorus.
0: Yeah, have some degree of repetition. And
2: I absorb that, and I just do the opposite, because I'm like, look, if you liked it that much, you'll listen to it again, because that's how I am with because songs. That's ex- if yeah. I hear a song, even if it loops, but, like, if I hear a song I really like, I'm gonna be addicted to it for a long time, you know, so I'm yeah. just trying to replicate how I listen to music and the songs I like, and that's really what matters. If people like it, that's awesome, and it seems like people are fucking with it, and that's really cool, but, um, even with that, I'm gonna make songs that sound cool to me. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. sound cool to you, and then potentially sound cool to Creighton as well. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: Creighton will. Okay. Yeah, he's my little mink, like a sex <laughs> mink. Like he'll, he'll follow along and he'll reap the benefits, putting a whole
0: new spin on
1: bedroom. Well, yeah, he'll get a
2: Bugatti there, when I get a Bugatti. There's <laughs>
1: never a time where I'm like, wow, this one sucks. Like I feel like, <laughs> like you <laughs> fell off. Like <laughs> Ethan, I feel like has been on like an upward incline and like he's only getting he's just refining his shit and like he knows when things sound good and then that's when he passes it on to me yeah. and i trust him in that and he trusts me enough to write a shitty bass line so
2: it's not shitty you you're cracked at bass i think <laughs> once you realize that you can do things on your own is when you're cracked when when i have to like oh do this it's it's like a bad bass because i don't play bass i just hear it but yeah yeah, yeah whatever Moving that
0: makes on. sense yeah um, this question is for both of you. Um, I think it's funny seeing how much money people spend on things that mm-hmm. um, might be considered excessive. So, mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't make bedroom music, or somebody who doesn't even play an instrument, or do anything that you guys do, if you told them, "Hey, I spent, you know, a bunch of money on this specific item," they would probably look at you and they would say that's excessive. What What is that item?
2: Uh, the guitar I use today, and I don't even use that guitar most of the time. I use a guitar that was like, it was two guitars that were a $100 each and I just took the neck of one and put it on the other. And it's my favorite guitar I've ever owned. And it was broken for a long time. Every string buzzed, but like the earth healed it. I don't know. I left it alone for a long time. I never touched it. And then I picked it back up and all the strings were not buzzing. And I was like, oh my God, the earth is healing. Like my guitar healed itself and now it's my favorite. But the guitar I used today was like uh, 9 eight or 900 bucks and i spent my tax return on it and <laughs> creighton fucked it up he's like yo i can set yeah. it up for you like he tuned it and all this yeah. shit and one of the screws is like at a 90 degree angle <laughs> and they should all be 100 straight and he fucked it up but um that guitar came back swinging i don't know i had an arrow where i just really liked it it's small it's like a student size it's less it's three-quarter size of a normal guitar and I love it because it's like a baby guitar and I can play difficult things on it because it's small and it's a really good guitar. So yeah, yeah okay. that's my biggest purchase. I'm sure you have a big one too.
1: Um, Like obviously like my bass costs probably as much as your um, guitar and like pedals are expensive. But yeah. I feel like the one thing that like kind of sent me off the deep end is like pre Ethelcat. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start podcasting. And I started, like, and I bought, like, everything that I would need to podcast. And then how that how that gear ended up was us recording Ethelcat stuff. Yeah. I probably, like, dropped, like, around a grand yeah. in, like, mics and, like, recording stuff. And then using my tax return on, like, a better Mac because the Mac that I had before was chugging. It had an i3.
2: It was overheating and shit. Like,
1: it would fucking crash on Logic, and it's, like... So, it's probably that, like, initial investment, and I think if you were to look at it without, like, looking into passions, it was a horrible, like, purchase decision because (laughs) I put it all on a credit card, and it was during COVID, so I was like, fuck it, I don't give a
2: fuck. I capitalized on it, though. um, I knew what you were doing. I knew how I could uh, abuse it.
1: (laughs) We did a podcast for a little bit... Didn't really go off, but like that gear is like the same gear that like I use to this day with recording like current Ethelcat stuff. So I feel like it's paid for itself. But then at the same time, it's like, really, dude, you're putting like twelve hundred dollars on a credit card on just to say fuck it, like, like you want to start a podcast, like you think you're that interesting. Yeah. But at the <laughs> no same time. At the the same time, like, I really do think that, like, that gear has served me well, and it's shit that, like, Ethan and I still use to this day, and, um, even though it seems, like, a bit excessive, I'm happy with the purchase, and it's probably one of my most egregious, like, weird purchases.
0: Fair enough, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's... You guys, I don't... I can't imagine you've seen the other episodes, but, like, uh, I have, like... The the guitar, I totally get the amount of money that you're spending mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Even with because in your twelve hundred dollar case, it's also like your. It, it it's not twelve hundred for one thing. It's twelve hundred mm-hmm. for a whole setup. Yeah. So it is oh more easy to believe and understand as to why that would be the case. I have a motherfucker who spent six hundred and fifty dollars on a chef's knife.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. cringe. But I don't <laughs> make food, so I respect it. I guess. Yeah. I,
0: I, I again, it, it's like at some point. But that's exactly the point. You look in on that and you're like, that just seems excessive. Yeah. Because when he told me, I was like, that just seems excessive. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, ironically, I think you guys have the most reasonable reasons to have spent a quote unquote excessive amount on yeah. the gear that you have so far. Granted, yeah. it's it's comparing you to three other people, of which mm-hmm. two of them are online content creators. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, I,
2: I, I was like, when he bought that shit, in a way, I was like, this is really cool because like the podcasting will die out and then I have legit gear to record on and that's kind of mean but (laughs) I have like a vision and I'm not gonna I mean if I don't I didn't spend a dollar on that shit and now we just use it all the time so it paid off like uh, my fiance was like I want to make beats and I was like okay so for Christmas I bought her a midi keyboard and I bought her an interface and a microphone everything she needs and then she didn't really do anything with it so now I have that gear and it's just like, yeah, you, you like hoard gear and it works. I have like two, like four track recorders (laughs) that you don't even need an interface. It is the interface and it has microphones on it. And I just like gear. I like, um, recording on random shit and like triple tracking it. And it's really cool. So it's all worth it. Honestly, you learn.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those, that's the most respectable that I can. Yeah. I can attribute to that right now. Yeah. Um, what is What does collaborating with other people look like? If that's even, mm. like, I guess I don't necessarily mean collaboration in the way of, like, what happens today, where it's, like, there's you and then there's two other bands. Yeah. Like, collaboration on, I guess, like, a smaller level, kind of akin to what's going on here. Yeah. Like, what does that look like for you? Does I, that happen?
2: For me, it does happen. Um, for me, whenever Ashley is really down, I, like, beg her to sing on some shit i've i'm for me collaboration especially with bedroom there's a lot of bedroom albums where there's just this random singer who's like on only one song of the whole album and it's so unique and special and then you never hear their voice again on the rest of their projects and that's kind of funny to me because bedroom is about like just asking someone who has some skill some like usable skill and just being like hey can you do something on this and then they do and it's awesome and then it's over. That's kind of what Bedroom... Like, I don't know. Like, that's what being, like... I don't know. Me and Creighton... Like, I don't know. I'm, like, a... Uh. Not a solo artist, but... At the end of the day, no matter what, I'm going to keep making songs and releasing them. And when I have people who collaborate or don't, like, what people who stick around or don't, or people who hop on for something, that's awesome, and I'm able to just... Uh, collaborate with them and then drop it if they don't want to. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, collaboration is cool. And if if you have my mindset about it where it's like, this might not last forever, but it's cool, um, then I just use that. Like, I'm not capable of being successful by myself. So I, I, um, I rely on other people for their little, like, snippets and shit and, like, their talent that I don't have to make good songs. So yeah, collaboration is important. It, it might be in a weird way, how I do it. It's like, help me for this thing, and then you don't have to do anything ever if you don't want to. That works for me.
0: Yeah, yeah it's just... There, it's...
2: I don't need a brand. I don't need a continuity where it's like repeating like, oh, this person's always on this thing. Not a big deal. I'm just going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. It's, it's I mean, it, it's kind of the same as collaboration in other fronts, but just on like a smaller scale. Which yeah. Which you know kind of to be expected yeah within the genre not even not even just because of like the amount of exposure or the amount of traction that you have but just because yeah. of the style of what no, you no yeah it's making. like if
2: you sing good i want you on my song because i don't sing good i can sing but it's not real singing it's just whatever yeah. but if i have a good singer then it makes my voice sound better so i need you to sing good for me for this song and then we move on you know if you play an instrument good do it Um, It helps my song, and then we move on. That's really how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I feel like the workflow of Ethel Cat um, pre Ella uh, leaving was Ethan voice like memo records a song. He uh, there was one time uh, like what I'm thinking of is like the Pale Horse recording. Uh, Ethan like Facetimed Ella and I was like here's the chords here here's the chords and here's like um like a recording of the song that you can practice to and then basically what ella and i did was sit down using that recording i wrote a bass part ella wrote her piano part and then like that's how like the song became a song you know and i feel like that workflow still remains true to this day usually i'm just begging ethan to like um have like a voice memo that i can like listen to i can loop the chorus the verse whatever i need i can fully flesh out a part and then when he comes over for us to like rehearse it's like not like a oh like now i need to like figure out and be creative on the spot it's more like oh i already thought of this i think i can go this way with the baseline and most of the time it works out great because we're i put in the time to like develop a baseline and then we can get into the nitty-gritty of like what what is like needed to serve the song and what i can do better to serve the song or what ethan can take out or what i can put in and then it's just like a creative process at that point
2: yeah, it really works and Pale Horse is like the best example because I made that in Mexico on like a fucking $20 guitar and <laughs> and I just like made the riff and then I came home and I was like, "Okay, this actually is good. Here it is." Yeah, and I FaceTime them and it's like the one of the best songs we've ever done and we didn't even work, we weren't even in person when we all came together and made it. So, yeah, that's I like that style. It's like I I'll make the the beef, but I need like the fat. I need like the seasoning. I need <laughs> Like, on my own, I'm just, like, a lean beef patty, if you will. Like, no...
1: He's a burger without the condoms. Yeah,
2: no seasoning. <laughs> I have the the meat, but I need no these sauce. little... Uh, you need uh, like, the sauce. Yeah, I need the sauce, yeah. Fair but enough. But yeah, that's that's that question. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I guess it sounds like you guys just kind of are constantly doing micro-collaborations. Con- constantly. You just, you're, you're like, here's a core idea that I have. Yeah, and weekly, then...
2: weekly. I'm just spamming him at like 5 a.m. when I get off work and I'm playing guitar. I'm just like, okay, this is definitely a thing I want to do. And uh, yeah, all the time uh, he comes through with something.
0: That shit goes hard. I like that. I have, a, I have a friend who I kind of try and do the same thing with, but mm-hmm. it's on a different scale because it's not all live performance mm-hmm. in the way that you guys do it, but either way, I, I, I do love that style of, like, let me start with a thing, yeah. and then let me give what I have to somebody else, even if it's just a rough concept, and then kind of go from there. Yeah. So that's cool. Um the way that I wrote this verbatim says, I'm dumb as hell when it comes to lyricism, so what inspires the lyrics that you write? What inspires you to to, to only make sad music? <laughs> That's funny,
2: because like, yeah, I mean, the last song we played, I don't know if you recall, but it's like a, I don't use a pick, it's not loud, it's quiet, it's a happy, I was like, my girlfriend is so sick and tired of me writing um like, miserable shit, I'm gonna try and write a good thing, and I tried my hardest, and I couldn't, so I had a middle ground with, like, happy shit and not happy shit, but, um, lyrics are so individual to everyone who makes songs with lyrics. For me, it's, like, I'll hear someone say something, or I'll hear something in a song, and I'll just, it'll be in my head, like, forever, and then I just expand on that. It also is, like, I like to verbatim write about something that happened to me or something I'm dealing with or something whatever that I saw and then add a bunch of little lies to it (laughs) and that sounds whatever disingenuous but it's so not it's like
0: it's also not to call it disingenuous is different because it's not like because it's not like you ever advertised your music as being something that is just telling your life story yeah detail by detail it's just like here's a general concept that i'm trying to provide to people yeah and i'm really
2: not interested in like verbatim talking about shit that sounds like ironic because a lot of my songs are like a specific place in time that the words put you in that whatever but i have a song about sleeping outside like a women's center in salt lake and um that came from after a show i played uh, my fiance's car got hit by a drunk or high ass driver who was coming out of the women's center right across the street and i did i chose to like not talk about the car accident and they were trying to leave the car accident it was crazy we we're all there and it was all insane creighton was there but in my head the whole time i was just like thinking about oh sleeping in the women's center nothing's gonna make you better wear your habits like a sweater like you just add things to it and i was like in my head it's like okay yeah the women's center shit is real yeah and i'm not even gonna talk about what happened i'm just gonna add like oh yeah you're sleeping outside the women's center because they didn't let you in you wear your habits like a sweater like i don't know like you just add things like you you have a real thing and then you add to it
0: and then you just say shit so that it is like
2: makes sense to some yeah like... rhythmic and rhymes and makes sense but also don't go too hard on just trying to rhyme because then you'll lose your plot like you lost the plot if you're just trying to rhyme yeah you take context and add it um i take i bite a lot of shit not really from songs sometimes but a lot of from just what i hear people say like i hear someone say something and it, i can't get it out of my head and it might not even be the most interesting thing, but I just like what someone said, and I write about it. Yeah. Um, so I start with yeah, I start with a a core thing that happened to me. Sometimes I'll go really in depth and just yeah do a verbatim something that happened to me, but that's not too interesting because at the end of the day, I want to write like an interesting song. Yeah. So I'll like. I'll drop in little <clears throat> nuggets of uh, creative writing but if you don't start with something that you really mean then you're really not going to get anywhere like yeah you're not going to achieve the goal that you're trying to set out like if you're if you're talking about something that you don't know what the fuck it is about you're no one's going to connect to it and the proof I've gotten from that being true is like I always start with a nugget of something that happened, and then, yeah, it shows people are like, did you make those lyrics? And that's awesome to me, because before the music, I think about the words, and the music is like, it's not an afterthought, like, I try really hard, but the easiest is the words. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And
0: I can also say, it it seems like that part of it, at least, is easier for you than I think you realize, because your life is very fucking bizarre.
2: Boy, yeah, it's, it's weird it has it's ups and downs most of it is just things that I do to myself like things that you know I'm just like oh I fucked up like it's not like I have this awful life It most of the time I bring it upon myself but it makes for good songs so, yeah. I mean it works it's a pretty unhealthy relationship but you get it done but that's yeah that's that's
0: where you end up getting
2: it so yeah and that, then people yeah. like that stuff so yeah. it's all good
0: that makes sense um <laughs> I guess this is kind of bouncing off the last question. Why do you think that it's when your life is at the worst that you decide that's when you make the best music? Like is that is that is that a part of it? It's just like, if something bad's happening, I know that I can still make something good out of this because it people can relate to it about their life sucking or whatever.
2: Well yeah, I mean you just you you answered your own question. Like it's like when I don't have therapy or can't pay for therapy, the best thing is to dump it all in a song. And then once the song is a real thing that people have heard or people are playing to like Creighton on bass, like I don't have to think about it as like something that happened to me. Maybe that's not healthy, but to me it really works where it's just like, Oh yeah, this happened.
0: If you, if you feel better after the fact, I do. It's like, then it's working. It's like, if,
2: if I can sing about this without getting emotional, um, then it's out of my body, out of my head. And I can just, move on you know if i can't pay for therapy to talk about it then you bet your ass i'm gonna make a song about it um hard things i don't know like there's literally not one person who has like a breezy ass life where they just don't have to deal with anything and and they process it in different ways but for me it's like might as well put it to like good use and make a good song out of it than like Wallow in it, you know. Exactly,
0: men will literally, make yeah, men, yeah, song yeah, yeah, yeah. Before going to
2: therapy, no, literally, like, like <laughs> I, I just look out my window <laughs> and I look at the freeway and I'm so fucking out of it. And then Ashley would be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I promise, I'm okay. I just had a moment. I was just
0: you're like, I was just thinking of this bang. I always,
2: yeah, I always like stare out into space, like when I'm around people because I'm just, yeah, like how could I use what I'm thinking about for something? I have like an overactive like mind where I'm always just like how can I utilize my own trauma for art I guess (laughs) that sounds dumb but like honestly it's like like
0: all the best people do like they don't say it but you know that that's the case yeah
2: like I didn't yeah I didn't pull this out of my ass like this you know and you can tell I guess I hope like it's it's real shit and I mean it and and, and yeah
0: yeah that all makes sense yeah
2: lyrics yeah they're that's everything
0: you know, what, the ironic part about this next question is you actually technically accidentally answered this. Mm-hmm. The first part when you were in the show, mm-hmm. the first part of the question is, do you know music theory? And you were like, you're like, I know a little bit. I yeah. know just a little bit to get shit done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I guess in like, uh, are, do you use the very little amount of music theory that you have to just make everything? Or do you sometimes just fuck around until something? No, I,
2: I have no, I, it's always fuck around and I toxically get annoyed when, when <laughs> like, when I send Creighton a song and he's like, I need chords, I'm like, dude, no use your ears. And that's, <laughs> that's not fair because people have different brains. Like, his brain is very analytical and yeah. mine is just like, I hear something and I can do it. There's not, like, a plus. To, like, there's not an uh, obvious advantage to either over the other. But for me, that's why I'm not good with um, collaborating with people that don't get it because... I, if I need to, like, I don't know, if I need to tell you the chords, I'm just like, fuck, like, I don't,
0: it kind of breaks your, I can't be
2: bothered, it's fucking my process, which isn't fair, obviously, like, that's not fair, because music is for everybody, and people have different brains, and some people really thrive on that, like, oh yeah, I have this chord progression, I can make something cool, for me, it's like, I sent you the, the, you can, you, you can hear it. Like you should know, which is not again, not fair. It's
0: like that fucking meme where it's like, I hate trigonometry so much. It's like, prove it's a triangle, bitch. Look at it. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) Like, just
2: look at it. Like, listen to it. Use your ear. You, You can hit the root and then you can find everything else. I've always played songs like that way. You know, sometimes like I'll look up tabs just for chords for like easy songs and shit. But yeah and I know how to read tab, but that's not real music theory. Um, I know, I know like your basic chords. If you give me 15 minutes, I can tell you what note I'm playing. But to me, it's just like, I need to create with people who will just deal with my (laughs) dumbassery. And me and Creighton have found a little balance where I'll be like, okay, at least I know the root of this chord is this note. And then he can cook. Once he knows the root, he can cook and do different things. But I've always had a really hard time when people are like what's your what what are you playing cuz I'm just like dude I just like spit this out I spent time on it like I just I cranked this thing and I don't want to tell you how to play it because then I have to actually analyze what I'm doing and then I get bogged down in yeah. that and that sounds so pretentious, but seriously. But I mean, like,
0: that's just that's just a part because because uh, th- somebody who is the opposite of you could say the same thing about being pretentious exactly. about music theory. They're like, like they're like I hate when somebody doesn't understand what they're reading yeah. because that is also a core part of making music. It's like no, it's 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 a preference yeah. thing, and yeah. you just have to be able to work yeah. or you have to be able to work around and work yeah. with the people who might be who might ex- uh, experience and yeah. understand music differently from you.
2: Yeah, and my brain is on the just put your fingers on a part of the wood on your instrument and if it sounds cool keep going like I. oh yeah exactly that's yeah so to answer your question it's all just like noodling i'll watch i like to watch tv and and play guitar and i'll just watch what i'm watching and find something that sounds cool and then when it sounds good enough i'll pause what what i'm watching and like flesh it out so yeah. Yeah
0: okay yeah I, I I fully respect the fuck around and find out method.
2: Yeah that's literally what I do. Uh,
0: Cause yeah that that's like partially what I do I do yeah. I do abuse music theory sometimes I don't I don't know music theory but I do try and abuse the little knowledge that I do have to specifically try and uh, to specifically sure. try and strike a, a feel because I know that certain chords trigger certain feelings yeah baseline and whatnot but a lot of it is kind of me just being like this is like. The most amount of music theory that I consistently apply is figuring out what scale I work in and then just yeah. doing whatever the fuck I feel like. Yeah.
2: There. And for me, I follow the scale and I'm like, this is too cringe. I'm like, this is, <laughs> scale is too, it makes too much sense. I gotta hit them with a weird, like, um, happy, sad chord where it's uh, in the middle. It's a seventh. I think that's what it's called. It's a yeah, seventh, seventh chord. chord. And I hit them with that seventh and then I go back into something that does make sense to retain their interest in what I'm doing. Because you can't just play weird chords the whole time because most people won't give a fuck. So you got to nail them with some baseline chords and then you got to hit them with that fruity yeah the you trick them with the fruity chords and then you you got to run back to those baseline chords or people's brains will just be go go to sleep
0: yeah it's it's you're 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 shaking through ups and downs and whatnot yeah I'm like fighting like
2: climaxes and shit yeah not like sexual like uh, musical climaxes like how could i I think think, i'm edging throughout the song until there's a climax
0: yeah but not an
2: which is pop. Yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs>
2: which is pop music. Uh, we make pop music. I'm telling you. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah. You edge around and then you get the climax.
0: Exactly. And there, are, there is actually, ironically, there is music theory implication to playing stuff outside of the scale. Yeah. And then, and
2: then Crayton will tell me, "Oh, you're doing this thing. It's really cool. You're doing this thing in in theory." And now I'll understand it. I won't retain it, but I'll be like, "Oh, cool." So it my brain, sense, yeah. my brain really did know what it was doing, even though if I can't tell you what fucking key or chord I'm in. Yeah,
0: yeah clearly you did something correct. Yeah. Yeah, basically. and that'll that that yeah. that all makes sense. So yeah. I, I I respect that a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I feel like with me being like classically trained in violin, and then going to bass, and then actually being like taking lessons in bass that was very theory focused At first, there was, like, a lot of, like, butting heads of, like, really, like, learning how to come up with the most efficient way for Ethan to bring me a song and then me to use my theory to, like, to, like, understand it and then know where to go with it. Yeah. Because, like, as Ethan said, like, I'm very analytical and, like, I like things that have patterns With Ethan, it's more, like, chaos, but, like, (laughs) in the chaos is, like, he, like, the only thing that's anchoring that whole, like, chaos is his ear, and I know that, like, he can trust his ear, and I know he knows he can trust that ear, and whenever he's putting out something, even though, like... In theory there's like weird key changes and shit timing like changes that. I always go 4/4 to 3/4 without even knowing it
2: and it sucks. But
1: there there's a creative aspect that is that I'm almost like envious of that like he's not even like tied down to like the way that I think about music. It's this totally other like random way that he comes about it that makes sense and it sounds good. So, like, in the theory aspect, like, I always try to, like, accentuate. Like, as a bass player, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to, like, ground the song. And with Ethan, like, yeah, maybe he doesn't know exactly what he's doing <laughs> in theory, like, practice. And, like, if you ask him, like, why did you go from this chord to this chord, he'd be like, I don't know, it sounds It sounds good. cool. <laughs> but, like, there's... Th- what's... Like what surprises me from time and time again is like he's still following theory principles without knowing it, and it's like the whole like, um, Jimi Hendrix debate. Don't fucking compare me to that shit. I have nothing on Jimi. I don't. I don't. I don't think that you're Jimi Hendrix. I'm (laughs) not saying that, but it's like you've done your time. You know it sounds good, and then when you give it to me. I kind of look at it in a different angle. It's so like a package, yeah. And um, I feel like having that, like, like Ethan's, like he just plays the chords that sound good. And even though you might be jumping from like, a- and it puts me in a, an an uncomfortable spot, but I feel like like the product of like what we like refine our songs to is always like a mix of like Ethan knows what he's doing with theory because his ear can hear it and I know what I'm doing with theory is like
2: cuz you can prove it I can prove <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I can
1: reinforce what you're trying to yeah. do and I I really do think that it comes out with like good songs you know like I don't feel like anything that you're doing is uninteresting it's like you always have like a twist on things that like like with my brain I wouldn't even think of but it seems so like obvious to you and then like the vice versa of that with like theory like oh you're doing this so I can do this that complements it and then you're like that sounds good you know yeah it's
2: a it's a yin and the yang like if you know what you're doing then i'm never going to be like oh your baseline sucks i'm always like oh that's cool it, it's supporting what i'm doing so we mm-hmm. yeah we have a good yeah yeah i
1: feel like the dynamic is very strong
2: yeah it is
0: yeah it seems as simple as <clears throat> ethan has all the crazy experimental shit that creighton can basically just hammer into place a, a little bit to yeah. make it a little cleaner yeah and then on the flip side creighton has the ability to just take a stable concept and then ethan can make it a creative mess but like in a good way
2: yeah like Craig knows how to ground a song to be like okay dude you gotta fucking chill with whatever like you gotta make it appealing and and that always kind of saves the songs
0: yeah and and that both of those concepts and the fact that both of you understand the ways that the others under like yeah go to read and understand music yeah makes it easy for you guys to consistently work on things yeah, and it's be really able easy. to
2: know that it's going to work. Yeah, and it's coming from a good place. It's not <clears> just like, oh, this is what I like, and then someone's like, this is what I like, and we clash. No, it's a good, from a good place. But per yeah. So, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: And, and that all makes sense, and that's pretty yeah. cool. Just having somebody to
2: check our balance and check him balances Precisely
0: yeah, yeah. I, I failed European history in high school <laughs> Don't worry about it I didn't but I <laughs> <laughs> was an AP Euro
2: anyway I wasn't Yeah AP, he got was, a fucking I,
1: better score than me and it pissed me off
2: I, I was an AP Euro and
0: I fucking failed that shit hard Respect. I had to take I had to take another class It doesn't matter Yeah anyway um, Yeah <laughs> so I, eh, actually never mind This is this is a question that already answered itself so Yeah it's
2: been kind of answered
0: um, how do you find people to play with and at outside of the context of the Beehive? Because that seems to be the biggest contender for you. Uh-huh. Like, how do you just find people? How do you just find things and places?
2: Well, we got really... I mean, I, I, mean, I got really lucky since high school. There's this dude who kind of organizes the whole scene. There used to be this venue called The Underground. Um, his name's Derek. He's always... I just... It was like a shot in the dark. I was like... With Benson Hedges. I was like, I have a band. <laughs> we have songs and I just started asking, asking people through text, and Derek, like, was a hit, because he was like, yeah, I have this show, and then at that show, it was our first show ever, and then one of our old drummer's girlfriends was like, do you want to play my, my party, and we were like, okay, and then we did that, and then it's just, it kind of branches off, every show's important, even if you bomb, or even if it's not your favorite, there's always someone who's going to be like, later down the line, going to ask you if you want to play with them because everyone's like rats like in a cage we're all trying to <laughs> seriously we're all trying to do the same thing we're trying to use other artists to kind of build upon and that sounds like cynical but it's really not it's just like supporting each other to for the same end goal like we all want that piece of cheese um so it's literally a matter of Finding your scene and just asking people, texting people like stock people online, literally like (laughs) stock venues and people who comment and people who like it and then just text them and be like, Hey, do you, uh, can we play a show? And then a lot of the time it works out. So that's how I've found. It's just, I got lucky with one dude who's put like 90% of my shows on other than these (laughs) house shows, all the venue shows like urban lounge, beehive, all this stuff. That's always been Derek. Um, He's, he lives downtown, and he, he, he's, yeah, he used to own that venue. And I've had good standing with him for, like, a lot of years, even when I took a break and I quit Benson Hedges and I was just making songs and not showing anyone. Once I got back into it, out of nowhere, he just DM'd me, and he's like, hey, do you still make songs? I, I have this show, and I was just wondering if you ever wanted to play again. And that was, like, I got lucky for a second time in my whole trying-to-make-this-work thing. Exactly. It was <clears throat> Ethel Cat. I was like, oh my God, dude, actually I have a new band and uh, I'm really, we have all these songs and he was into it and now he'll ask us periodically or one time the Beehive themselves asked us and we actually got paid for it, yeah, which is we bought that sure SM57, right? Mm-hmm with it that was cool but that's in a mic stand yeah and what, know, like, yeah so me. you just need to ask everyone and be uncomfortable and just be like hey I'm, whatever can we play this and that's kind of how it works but if you don't do that you're never going to go anywhere
0: yeah basically just taking advantage of the fact that every like taking it knowing what field you play in
2: yeah or going it, to shows randomly if you don't know anyone if you just talk to someone they're pretty much down to help you help them
0: yeah because you guys are all in the same like, yeah said, same, same boat yeah. exactly so yeah, so, yeah. yeah. it. And any show that you go to, you will have at least a couple of people who have a positive experience or a positive interaction there that will probably end up at some point, like you said, down the line, leading to another
2: opportunity for you Yeah, in the even if you bombed, like, I got wasted on Four Locos and live-streamed, and uh, the dude from the tear Ducks from the show was just like, hey, you play guitar really good. Do you want to play this show? And I was, like, blackout. I was, like, I'm, I played the worst. I deleted that live stream. I was, like, this was so bad, and he fucked with it somehow, and we got this show, so.
0: Yeah. So take your chances is basically... Yeah, the, yeah, the just just try. Fair. Just try all the time. Fair enough. I've got two more questions here. Okay. Um, and I guess really only one of them is like super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone experiences writer's block or artist's block in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does that look like for you? Like what causes it to happen? What are the quote-unquote symptoms of it? And how do you usually find yourself getting out of it?
2: um Lately, I've just made a huge... Because that happened to me a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. But ever since fuck i don't know ethel cat started i've been on a really good grind but um there's a couple things one is like change what music you listen to for fun all the time like i have my artists that i'll never stop listening to but then sometimes there's just like a breaking point where i have to change it like coma cinema elvis depressively those are my favorite bands of all time but then i'll just go on a weird tangent like lately it's been only jpeg mafia um scaring the hose so yeah scaring the hose volume one great album um <laughs> mf doom for yeah. some reason out of nowhere just obsessively listening to rap now um helps me separate like when i hear shit i'm not always like Oh, i want to do something like that you know and it helps me like preserve my uh, originality if i'm listening to coma all the time i love coma and a lot of my inspiration comes from coma i i'll start ripping like i'll start biting his shit without even knowing it yeah exactly which is like a form of writer's block because i'll make a full ass song based on just shit i like from him and then i'll be like oh my god i'm literally just making
0: the his same music. fucking song yeah. so i'll
2: just listen to this rap that i'll never be able to do or never be able to emulate and i'll get something from it yeah and it kind of it, it breaks
0: you out of your tunnel vision
2: yeah exactly so yeah listen to different music um Always write things down that come in your head, even if they're shit. Like, always write during the day. Because you got to write, like, a hundred shitty lines before you get something that you can hold on to. And I'll just delete what I don't like and hold on to a bunch of lines. Like, single lines. Not even cohesive things. And yeah, then I can the take that as, like, an anchor and build off of it. It's always, like, one line. Like, on Pale Horse, it was, I was mm. born to rot. That's it. And then I just saw someone talking about heroin and they called it like the pale horse and I was like okay I don't know anything about heroin but I like <laughs> that pale horse and then I was like okay pale horse forget me not and yeah. I'll just build it so
0: and then you proceeded to look up uh the history of heroin for the next six hours yeah I do get obsessed Yeah, with and that's things. how pale horse yeah. came to be <laughs> yeah I do get
2: obsessed with things but um yeah you just got to keep changing your shit um you got to keep writing. Like, writer's block is kind of not a real thing. It just means that you haven't written enough shitty things to get a good thing. So, yeah, I I mean, I've felt that before, but my answer, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the last thing, I have decided to only play songs that I've made on guitar and not play, like, other people's songs or covers. I mean, we played covers. That was for the show. But when I'm just trying to we make trying songs, to practice, yeah. when I'm just sitting, again, watching TV, playing guitar, never play covers and that's just for me it's like write your own like only play things you've made and then you'll find some glue in between that to like connect it to a new song yeah and, and I, if
0: you end up doing something shitty like you said at least then it pushes yeah. you more towards finding well and i've good. never
2: done that ever in my whole run of doing this where i don't play other people's songs i always do that that's mostly what i play i never play my own shit when i'm practicing but now i'm like okay if you want to get invested just do your own shit play your own shit, and find something in between that those songs that make sense. So yeah, just stop uh, covering... Once you're comfortable with your instrument, stop covering all these artists unless that's what you want to do.
0: Unless you're doing, yeah, a cover for some kind of But if you
2: want to do... If you want to make new songs, just stop doing that because it's gonna get in your way and you're just gonna emulate that Precisely. in a shitty way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's my answer for that.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Grayton? Anything? Um, I feel like, for me um having like some sort of like teacher mentor is like really beneficial for me and lately um I've I've had this base teacher that I feel like I've developed a lot but I'm kind of in this like in between phase where like my teacher um got this opportunity and is moving to Cincinnati Which is good for him, and, like, I'm I'm happy for him. Like, I want, like, only the best things to come his way. But in turn, I felt like it kind of plateaued my learning. I feel like, in a way, I was taking for granted the lessons I was getting each week, and then I wasn't really, like, building on, on top of them. So then having, like, the lessons taken out... I felt, personally, that I've plateaued, and, in, I feel like that's, like, the first time I've really experienced writer block, because it's, like, yeah, I know, like, the same shit, and I know how to do, like, like, uh, patterns that are, are recognizable to me, but I feel like I'm not, like, really growing, and it's just, it's, just taking that extra time to like yeah you're not feeling the best but like you need to like overcome that like right I feel like what Ethan said earlier was like perfect it's like you're not putting enough time you're you're doing some other shit like you need to push yourself and make yourself kind of like uncomfortable to be able to grow yeah and that's kind of what I'm battling with now um writer's block I feel like comes to any artist and it's like each person overcomes it in like a different way and I really just think like the best way is like to sit down really think what you're doing what patterns you have and how you can like improve them like with anything in life it's like look uh this is the baseline that I know now what can I do to get a little better and then like actively like working on those things and like when looking at it it's like almost like so simple it's like yeah of course you need to like work a little harder but it's hard to kind of like break yourself out of those habits that are like so ingrained in you because at a certain point you thought like that's all you had you know and then you have to kind of break the shit that like made you in a way Um, but like, nonetheless, it's just, as like a bass player in Ethelcat, like, I feel like Ethan's always challenging me with new things to like work on. And I, and it's just keeping that grind set and keep working. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be a Sigma at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if that's like super nuanced on my end, but it's just, like even though that like you feel like there's a block you need to like start working through it and that's like the only way that you can get past it you know like if you're just gonna sit there and be like oh i'm at a writer's block and <laughs> you don't do shit like yeah then you're not gonna do shit you yeah. know like it's just trying to work past it understand what's blocking you and then working on that specific
0: thing yeah so, and above all else being afraid to su- or not being not being afraid to suck yeah, yeah. it's as simple as that Yeah, yeah.
2: you're always gonna suck
1: yeah
0: we all suck that makes sense so uh, last question for both of you this might not even be an applicable question because who Mm -hmm. knows Um, is there any other details that you wanted to include that haven't been included yet
2: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I mean we're okay so I'm gonna do another new idea drop um, that's maybe will go away maybe we'll not I don't want to do a demo anymore I want to do just the album I have, I've
1: been feeling that yeah, for a while. Yeah, because we've fucking been really in the same spot for a minute. Yeah, I, cool. I don't want to do some dumbass demo no, 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 just no, to, yeah. like, prove that we can do an album. Why don't we just we do have, the fucking album?
2: Like. Yeah, we have, like, a lot of songs. I have a bunch that I haven't even showed you, and we'll just uh, crop and edit, like, what we like. Yeah. This dude is wa- driving on a one wheel right now for real. Is it a missionary? Fuck <laughs> Mormons. It, what a missionary
0: is doing at eleven o'clock. Why did you wake up as soon as the <laughs> <were a> missionary?
2: Bitch, <laughs> you have
1: church in the morning. <laughs> but yeah,
2: sorry. Anyway, to finish it off, yeah, we're gonna uh, fuck it on the demo. We're gonna make an album. Uh, I have art for it since yeah. I was seventeen. It's, uh, the art's gonna stay. Uh, thanks for doing this, sorry it took so fucking long. This has
0: actually taken less time than other people have done. Okay, cool. Almost deliberately. Which is
2: crazy, because I'm drunk and I usually talk a lot, but Uh, I tried to be uh, concise.
0: Yeah, be a professional, that's fair. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything you have to plug? Because I can put the links in the description Yeah, yes, yes, um,
2: Ethelcat on Bandcamp, but probably don't listen to that because it's really shitty, um, (laughs) I would say Pale Horse on YouTube, um,
1: the recording,
2: yeah, the recording is shit, but the video's cool. We made that ourselves, um, and we have all our live sets on YouTube. Uh, this one from tonight will be up probably soon. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Within a day. Yeah, and yeah, just just listen and come to sh- mostly come to shows. But we'll have an album to plug soon that you could actually listen to on Spotify. So yeah.
0: All right, cool. That's a good plug. Yeah, uh, I'm going to just kind of request that you send me the links for the necessary things. After yeah. the fact, not right now. It's It'll take o'clock.
2: like five weeks because you know me, but I'll do it.
0: I'll, oh, I'll go fucking find them myself. Yeah. No, it, that, doesn't just, <laughs> it doesn't ask matter. ask me, Dylan. Yeah, I, I I Actually, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. I should don't, have asked Creighton yeah. to help This whole time, you should have just
2: scheduled it with Fuck. him.
0: God damn it. You're right. My I bad. don't know anything. Yeah. Oh, well. Either way, yeah, I appreciate both of you coming on here. Um, It, it was a pleasure getting to learn all this yeah, information and i'm sure, sure a lot of people are gonna enjoy what's going on yeah
2: here. all two people um, who give a fuck no, no I, this is,
0: it, you're gonna it's gonna be like eight i've been <laughs> really i've been really It's <laughs> an increase of 400
1: yeah. i've been impressed with like your questions and like the depth of them yeah and, like it's they're just not been, shitty yeah it's made trying me man think, so yeah they're definitely <laughs> not like, shitty you have talent and i'm more than like thankful that you even wanted to like <laughs> like, search our opinion. Or, really like, fun. try really hard to get an
2: interview even though <laughs> I'm nothing and I'm so shitty Well, you're answering. still one of
0: the, you're still, like, top three most talented friends that I have, so Thank it, you. It, it, it's yeah. kind top of like, 30, I had no, yeah. okay. I, I had I'm a glad choice, I'm glad I'm, like,
2: I'm still in that roster. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, there's, you wouldn't have a reason to drop below that roster, because everyone else that's tried getting into this kind of stuff, just, like, yeah. they just give up. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. Hell no. Um, I have a quick couple things I have to plug because it's obligatory. Uh, if you if you search up DJ Cereal Sauce on literally anything ever on the internet, you will find me. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Pandora. I'm on Apple Podcasts. Lo-Fi Beatman. Yeah, Lo-Fi Beatman. That's... That's that's a registered trademark. Producer love Dylan. the
2: cereal sauce. <laughs> yeah, producer Dylan. I would fuck
1: the cereal
0: sauce. Okay, now you're
2: gonna you're getting a little bit yeah. weird. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's all of those places that you can go to. Also, I have another podcast called Nothing Is Anything. It's there's going to be a link for that in the description. If you want to see even more nonsense rambling, that's where you can go. Um, and. To end it off. I think we need to get the fuck out of this. What year is this again? 2000 and- 2001 thousand one. Yeah, two thousand. I to have out- <laughs> to piss.
2: Next level. Ella is probably miserable. Yeah, um, we need to get Kylie's out. Kylie's probably we- miserable. We need.
0: We <laughs> give me the mic. We need to get Sorry. the fuck out of this two thousand
2: and one, Camry or whatever the fuck.